welcome to Cotton Out Manchester, a podcast brought to you by Cityco, the city centre management company for Manchester and Salford. I'm Vaughan Allen from Cityco, and I'm back at the People's History Museum in Manchester with Katie Ashton, the museum's director. And this is another of that little series of short podcasts we've been doing where I'm asking museum directors and curators to talk about their favourite object from the collection. It's a really easy one for me because I've only got one question. What have you chosen and why? That is, that is a, an easy one. Um, I have a, probably a different favourite object every time I go around the museum, but I've picked one that, that sprung to mind and something that I always highlight when I give tours, which is a poster. And we have a lot of posters in our collection. It's a very two-dimensional collection at the People's History Museum in some respects with banners, posters, cartoons. Um, but with that comes some great artwork and some really beautiful items. So this one is published by the Campaign Committee for the National League for Opposing Women's Suffrage. Um, and it's titled A Suffragette's Home. You can see it on display all, you know, all the time at the museum on Gallery One as part of our section on votes for women and women's kind of movement to get the right to vote. Obviously this year is 100 years since some women first got the right to vote. So it's seems very apt to choose it um, and it shows a man coming home from work his wife we presume has gone out to campaign for the vote um, as part of the suffragettes activity and he's come home to a house shown in rack and ruin his children have not been fed there's dirt everywhere it's you know a disaster um, with the title after a hard day's work he has a very disgruntled face he has a very disgruntled face and the children are obviously distraught i think it's one of those items in our collection that you can take at face value and actually it's quite easy in today's world to show people and, and make a joke of it and kind of like oh, you know this is what people thought would happen if you you know you let your wife go out and, and fight for the right to vote but actually it feels like it's got real resonance with where we are today because it shows that some of these things that we sometimes take for granted and assume that why would anybody not think it was a good idea for half the population to have the right to vote alongside the other half of the population actually there were always divergent points of view and there were always different arguments and there were and are you know lots of campaigns against things that we as an organization and me personally take as being part of our human rights and part of something that is really really important to 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 own and to to use so it's a beautiful poster artwork wise i really like the style of it i think the message can be taken in a kind of tongue-in-cheek way but it was produced with a very serious message that you shouldn't let women go out yeah, and now looking at it it seems a bit like almost like it's a, a caricature or it's, de it's deliberately Absolutely. being over pompous and, yeah. and are, you, are you really concerned about these things yeah but at the time, it, it was very real. And I think with everything happening in the media today around equality and equal pay and how we think about gender and, you know, women and men, and there's just so much today in the 21st century that actually makes you question, we have come a long way since 1918, but we haven't by any means cracked it. And there's still a long way to go. Um, and I think for me at the moment, personally, I've recently come back to work at the museum after having a child and that idea of juggling as a working mum, those different roles and those different kind of responsibilities as a woman and having that equal place in society, be it represented by the vote or represented by pay or, or however it's manifested, is really kind of important and feels very kind of... Um, true to my values and kind of something that is is a struggle at the moment I would say with some of the news stories that we see daily in the press 
Yeah, uh, a day or two days after the Grammys, which was almost entirely dominated by the the Me Too movement and and conversations around uh, gender bias um, and obviously harassment in in the entertainment industry. Uh, And actually, I think this morning there's a sit-in at the BBC from um, some of the female journalists as well around equal pay. So uh, it's not something that goes away. What what I'm quite interested in is... is, um, around suffragettism. Um, my eldest daughter, when she was about six, started getting into Mary Poppins, and we had to watch Mary Poppins every week. Now, I'd only probably seen it once in my entire life, and I didn't realise um, how important suffragism was to the story of Mary Poppins. Mm. And we actually had quite a, yeah. a long conversation about how does she go out to protest? And of course, what it shows in that film, which I think probably was quite accurate, was that many of the leaders of the suffragette movement had servants. They could go out and not be in the same situation as, as this gentleman in your in your poster of, of not putting food on the table because they had cooks and servants and, and various other people. It was it was quite a middle-class um, movement, if not an upper-class movement. I mean, certainly the Pankhurst were very well off, uh, ex- except for when they, they threw it all away <laughs> and, and, and went off. Um, and and I, it's, it's quite interesting, some of those resonances coming through different bits of popular culture that you, that you pick these things up. Absolutely. I think there's a real opportunity this year to to highlight that and to focus on on the different stories i mean here at the museum we've got a really great example um in our kind of area upstairs in the galleries which is about a working class suffragette so we do talk about those stories of women who who didn't have that support at home that made it not made it easy but made it practically more more easy to kind of um you know be involved in the campaign and really kind of dedicate the time to it. So there were different facets to it and that that working class experience I think is going to be really key to our interpretation of the year and kind of what we talk about. Um, But for me, this item from the collection just really highlights that there's so much in our museum that is still so relevant and current to today and that sadly there are issues that 100 years ago, 200 years ago, we are still grappling with and we're still in different um, circumstances and a slightly different take. We still you know, are spending our time thinking and talking about, which I think is disappointing to say the least, um, depressing sometimes. Um, but yeah, the the whole, it, from, you know, Mary Poppins through to the, the suffragette film, there's lots of popular culture opportunities to engage. And I think engaging children, young people in different ways is again, is really important. Uh, and I think what it also shows in, in the poster is actually that um, some people may have a preconception that you're only, you're only interested in collecting and, and, and displaying left-wing or, or, or pro-radical things, but we're actually sitting opposite a vote conservative poster as well. So there are other aspects to the collection. There are. The collection's very broad and we're not by any means um, only telling one element of the story. We've got a large um, collection of Labour Party material. We've also got a large collection of conservative and liberal material as well. So there's a real breadth in terms of our party political material, but also telling that this is, is an anti-suffragette. We've got other material in the collection that tells the other side of the story and people campaigning against the campaigns that you would naturally expect to find in the museum so it's important to highlight those different voices um, and actually what we want to do for people is to find their own voice and to understand what they think we might not always agree with them but that is important as well um, so yeah yeah we've got a real a real mix excellent thank you katie and we'll be doing another episode of my favorite object very soon if you've got any comments or ideas for things to cover in the future talk to us on twitter at cottonmouthmcr You can get all episodes of Cottonmouth from iTunes, Acast, SoundCloud, or from citycode.com podcasts. Please leave a review if you like what you hear.